You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic, and then at the end, we bring in an expert to give you the real answers. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I got nothing. Uh, what, uh, what was that? What was that? That was how you warm up for scales. I know. Oh, oh, oh. It's kind of like unique New York. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are welcome. Unique New York. Say that three times fast. A lot of that stuff. Yeah. I never, that never works for me. You're doing it all now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, that, I don't know. I'm thinking about taking voice lessons just for the fuck of it. That is, I might even mention this in the past. That is, if I had like one gift i could choose i think it's singing oh me too yeah for for sure and, and then followed immediately by either playing the piano or playing the guitar and i'm, I'm i which could never master the guitar yeah my I, hand is just not built for it i just like like singing i played tons of music like 15 years of music mm. even some i guess quote unquote professionally i got paid for it uh i i can sing i have good pitch all that tone rhythm all that but i don't like my voice and like singing is like the most the more you master anything the more you can find in flow and be creative like you can't be creative with something you suck at right no like michael jordan's very creative on the court but some kid that sucks at basketball can't be creative with basketball but like it's literally like you yeah like you're it's pure thought to voice right rather than like thought to arm to hand to guitar string yeah um and so I think that if I liked my voice, maybe in my voice, uh, many people have told me it's very bad, and thank you to all <laughs> those that have heard me sing. But I have fine pitch. Like, I understand music and all that, but yeah, um, if I liked my voice, I think that would be, like, the coolest special talent on uh, the planet. Like, like, probably I'd take it over going being 6'6 six, six and being in the NBA. I'd probably take it over just because, like, the pure yeah. creativity of it all. You're going to have to tighten up that nut right there. No there you go. You got it. Um, yeah, no, it's funny that we have this same same yeah. thing in common. I wouldn't necessarily have guessed that, but yeah, um, yeah I would I would love to. My issue is that my voice is kind of all over the place. It's sort of, I'm sort of in between, you yeah. know, and so I can't. I'm not so high. I'm not so low. I, it's easier for me to get low than high, but I'm not going falsetto, and I, I will lose my way. Yeah, is my problem. I will lose my way in a song. Yeah. And I would love for somebody to just tell me how to get from, you know, the beginning to the end, the three and a half minutes. Yeah, it's long. You could probably, I mean, that, those kind of things you can learn. Probably so. Just practice and learn. I mean, uh, well, I just picked up the guitar yesterday. We had some friends in town, some of the homies from Barber Brigade, and uh, we were just dicking around. I was playing some Sublime or something silly and singing along, and my uh. voice sounds like trash. But <laughs> and, and even my guitar skills are like, I'm no, I'm no John Mayer or nothing. I just stroke out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have a video that I have to play you when, when we're when we're done recording today. That like something we've talked about lately is it well flow and then the like a communal feeling like people teamwork people yeah, yeah. working together and how that how that actually plays out on on film or video or whatever. Really amazing example of that with a couple of really really good singers. Oh dope. Yeah. Dope. Awesome. Anyway, uh, this is something that occurred to me the other day. 
And uh, I put it up on social media, and somebody said I should actually talk about it. Actually, um, Mr. at pump underscore fiction underscore on Instagram. Pump fiction? Said I should. Uh, That's not bad. Talk about this. No, not bad at I all. I like good Twitter names. Yeah. Uh, I played, uh, we're playing Call of Duty, three of us. And so uh, we play Blackout. And so you have a team of four, and you uh, drop down to the space, and everybody kills each other, and whatever. And so I only had two homies with me. So you get a random thrown in with you. Uh-huh. Um, addicted to creatine? Oh. Creatine, creatine abuser. abuser. So good. And so, like, I screen capped it. I was like, it must be Omar Yusuf. That's amazing. Yeah. Good uh, name. There's some good ones, like, um, uh, John Hack, Bilbo Swaggins. That's yeah, Bilbo Swaggins f- is good. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah, Bilbo Swaggins. Uh, anyway, though, I noticed this because I was stuck down in the South area. I went down to do something, you know, El Grovish. Oh, yeah. Laguna. Not the actual Laguna. South. Yeah, no, no. Our South. Our South. Yeah, south, I was like, south, I, was south like, south like I don't remember you going to Georgia. Or I did not go to Georgia. <laughs> I was in Louisiana earlier in the year, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I had to go down to to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, the yeah, yeah, probably yeah. named Dick's Sporting Goods. And I was, it was lunchtime. I was like, fuck, I need to eat something. So I ended up going to an El Pollo Loco. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get just the basic burrito. That's all I want. Basic burrito and a Diet Coke. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for, right? So getting the basic burrito and a Diet Coke is more expensive than getting the combo meal that includes uh-huh. All chips of the tortilla chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more expensive. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's America. It's like, I don't want your fucking chips. Yeah. I don't really, I mean, I love tortilla yeah, chips. Yeah, of course. But I'm not trying to eat tortilla chips right now. Of course. Yeah, what do you do? Buy them? And then you can't buy them and throw them out. No, that's the problem. Yeah, only you can't skinny people can do that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a food waster. Yeah. Like if you put food in front of me, there's a really, and yeah. I paid for it. There's a very good chance I'm going to eat it. Yeah, I don't have the willpower for that. Yeah, for sure not. And I've actually never had El Pollo chips, um, but a good tortilla chip. I'll yeah. eat. A pla- I'll eat a plain. I don't give a yeah. shit. I'll just throw uh, that. The restaurant style ones. Yeah, we just went to uh, Chondos. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, shout out to Ben and and the crew. Uh, I had only had their like street tacos, which were yeah, pretty dang that's all good. I've ever had. But I had a burrito, yeah, and chips. I never ate in there either. Uh, it was a cool little vibe. Cool little vibe. I don't eat a lot of Mexican food, like real Mexican food. Do you see we're getting a Taco Bell cantina downtown? Yeah, we did. Shout out. So uh, did, I didn't tell you the story. No. So we have the group chat with all the Twitch boys, and uh, me. Three of us live here. One's in San Diego. One's uh-huh. in Houston, and one's in Dallas, and then the third one's in Belgium. Oh goodness! So that's that's like the crew, uh, and one of the boys from Dallas randomly says he sends in a a, a news story clip from Instagram. Uh-huh. Says like, "Yo, you heard of Taco Bell Cantina?" And it's our local three channel. And I was like, "What?" And then like where it is, I'm not gonna say, but like it's pretty damn close to my house. Yeah. Uh, and so like I was like, "Oh, very close." Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, it was just weird. My buddy from Dallas. Had to inform me and Connor on it, but Taco Bell Cantina. For those that don't know, it's actually a genius concept. Yeah. Upper end, Taco Bell, tapas, alcohol, yes. and I think the normal Taco Bell menu. Yes. No branding, or minimal branding. Minimal branding, yeah. Sit down only. Yeah. I'd imagine the inside's going to be a little bit nicer. Maybe. And they're putting it right by like our basketball stadium, which is genius. Yeah. My question, though, was isn't there usually a bigger time difference between the amount of <laughs> between when you drink alcohol and when you eat Taco Bell. Oh, both usually don't news. do it at the same time. Both, I think, are bad news on the gut, which it, could be today's topic of yeah. episodes. It, 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 we're talking like maybe 
maybe three hours, isn't oh. it typically? You like you drink and yeah, then three true, hours true. later you talk about the Taco two a.m. Yeah, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in a long time. I do like it. I, I also had a thought, and maybe this is just a random topic we could dive into. Uh, city ordinance. I didn't think that we were allowed to have fast food in downtown Sacramento just because there isn't. And maybe that's just me making shit up. No, but think about it. We there's, used to. Really? Because there's yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one Chipotle. Um, those are the only chains I can think of that aren't local chains. Uh, there used to be McDonald's down there. But there's not until you get outside now. Yeah. But I think that that was a, more of an economic decision. Oh, I guess there's a Panda Express now in the mall. Yep. There's That's kind of disappointing. We're, we're Sacramento, for those that know, another topic. We're rolling now. Now I got ideas. I couldn't think of what to talk about. Now I got ideas. We got our first Michelin star. Oh, yeah, at, at, at the kitchen, kitchen, which I've never eaten and yeah. probably would never spend that much money. I'm going to now. Now that's got a Michelin star, now I feel I have to. <laughs> well, I read an article yesterday about how like a bunch of places kind of got snubbed. Well, so what we got is Michelin, uh, don't call me plates or something. It's basically like the honorable mention. Yeah, there's plates is the honorable mention. Okay. And there's another level in between uh, that I can't remember the name of. So I think we got like 10 plates. Yeah, but Some there should have been more. But places I wouldn't even think of, like Zocalo. Yeah. Zocalo's good. It's fine. I'm not, but yeah. not a huge fan. Yeah, but not it's like... Fine. When I think Michelin, I've never been to a Michelin restaurant, I'm thinking fucking hoity-toity. Yeah. And for like our Zocalo spot, it's just kind of modern, medium, upscale... Mexican place here, and it's good. Yeah, but it's not like I've been to a couple places that would that that have Michelin stars, and yeah, they're and it, but it's really nice. But the deal is like you get falling all over the your self service. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. On those places, and the kitchen is supposed to be actually a really cool uh, experience on top of the food. The yeah. food's supposed to be good, but the experience is supposed to be really but, good. But like. What is it a person? One fifty, two fifty. Yeah, I don't know. But now that I have a food Instagram, right now you got to go writing that thing yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, and they'll make anything for you apparently. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but we got a couple of those. Uh, I'm trying to think. But this, so that's what was my other topic is that downtown in Sacramento is known for their food. Like, right. We're not Paris. No. But like, we have really good food. Like every friend I bring here, I tell them that, and they don't believe me. And then like we go to a multiple of spots, and they're like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And then we walk by something like, "Dang, that looks good." I was like, "Yeah, we have tons of good food here." Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, we're the whatever farm to fork capital, yeah. whatever you want to call us. But we have t- shit tons of agriculture around us. Right. And then now we kind of have like. Obviously, the uh, the capital of the state and like a hipster vibe, and so chefs want to open restaurants here. Right. And now we have a flourishing downtown, so there's money getting thrown everywhere. Yeah. So we have really good food, and then we have a mall that was here forever, half ripped down, and then now it's half built back up, attached to a basketball stadium. Right, and all of a sudden they throw in chains. Yeah, that doesn't make under- me happy. My understanding was that they were supposed to be looking for like unique local stuff, and they sure did not. No, we have Yard House. Yeah, which is a chain. And Yard House is fine. It's fine. It's I'm fine. I'm not saying, and there's great chains. I've, uh, I Look, Chipotle, as soon as you want to send me my platinum yeah. lifetime card, I'm yeah. Chipotle for life. I love Chipotle, and I love Chick-fil-A, and I love some of these things. But like Sacramento has the best like local shit, and now we have Panda Express. Yard House and Burger Lounge, which are like all good for that type of shit. Press Pizza, which is fine. Yeah, I've never been yet, but I've heard it's good. Uh, pressed Juicery. Yeah. There's Pop a Mex- bar. Pop bar. There's a Mexican place opening. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I mean, I just expected more. Yeah, throw another Makuni in there or something. Uh, Yeah. Something. Yeah. There are a number of those, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get my point. Burgers <laughs> and Brew. There's a yeah, bunch of those, too. There is. There is. There, even though there is an ice cream spot, Devil Make. Make make care make make care, 
It's Ice Cream Spot in West Sacramento, and yeah, now they're moving. The best. They're oh well, they're moving right in front of the arena. Oh shit! I yeah. did not know that. Literally right across from the arena. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, so that's they have they have some crazy flavors. Yeah, homemade, handmade, like single day batch type shit. Uh, whoops! My goodness, that thing is not cooperative today. And I'm moving around. Yeah. Shittery. Um, I've been on vacation. I haven't been able to move. A lot and of energy. Talk to the world. A lot of energy. Well, that actually kind of the ice cream thing reminds me of uh, going to or well, it was maybe a couple of years ago. Went to a wedding in in Southern Oregon, and uh, it was terrible. Like fires and people couldn't stay outside, and masks and breathing and all this business. But on our way out of town, we went to this ice cream place in uh, in Ashland. Yeah, and uh, they had some really unique flavors, and I'm going to not remember the name of the place right now. But that's Ashland okay. is a pure, hell of a city. Pure cream or something like that. Anyway, though, uh, a couple months ago now, Dietrich Bader from, like, you remember him from Office Space? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the crazy neighbor from Office Space. Yeah. He was also Rex Quando in, um, uh, uh, oh, my God, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the, the, the. Is that the uncle? The flag pants. No. He was the instructor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that guy. He he's like I'm about to start a diet, but I just walked into this, and he's got this giant ice cream cone, and he it, somebody asked him what the flavors were, and it's like something that you something I'd only ever heard of once before. Yeah, yeah. And he said he was in Ashland. I said, hey, was it this place? And he responded to me. I was like, holy shit, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I had to he's guess like it. nailed it. Yeah, well, Who, was pretty, what's he doing in Ashland? I don't. Uh, I guess he was live theater. He was filming yeah. something. Yeah. I think. Uh, and then I had my Lin Manuel Miranda experience yeah, a yeah. couple weeks ago. Twitter's amazing. Social yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's totally amazing. Yeah, I mean that's same like Twitch. Like I hop, on, you hop on Twitch and like T Pain streaming. Like you can go talk to T Pain. That's nuts. Yeah, it's just cool. The internet's cool. There's a lot of pieces of shit and bullshit <laughs> on there, but it is cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should talk about. What we I guess the internet. Think about it. Yeah. Internet. Internet. VR. Oh no, not this one. This is gut biome. <laughs> Erase that. <laughs> We're talking about Taco Bell alcohol and how it makes your guts feel. There you go. Exactly. No, and I think uh, that's an issue. I've always had a feeling about since I, since I knew that gut biome was a thing. Yeah. I always had a feeling that um, you change your gut biome based on what you're eating, or your gut biome changes based on what you're eating. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, you ch- you yeah, yeah. like if you're eating healthy stuff for, for a while, some people have a difficult time adjusting yeah, because yeah. their guts just don't process stuff well. Sure. Um, I'm not a big fan of like a lot of beans or spicy stuff or whatever. My yeah, gut yeah. never adjusts to that. Right. Business. Yeah, um, and, and I wonder how much of it is. Yes, yeah, so the topic is gut flora, gut biome. Yeah. These things we're bringing in. Um, San Francisco State doctor. Yeah, Doctor Jimmy Bagley, and he's, he's gonna, a colleague of. Uh, uh, Andy previous Galpin. guest Andy Galpin. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna talk about and, and teach us about things that he's already studied and maybe just even break it down basics for us. Because all I know about it is actually what I hate is like all these fucking biohackers. I hate that fucking term too. <laughs> all these people in the world like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you do these things to make yourself better? Like take right. twenty pills a day, drink coffee with butter, and do a uh, downward dog while I'm sipping my kale shake. Well, fuck you. How about you just like spend some time to become a better human before you look to substances to make yourself better right. and that's just yeah, what yeah. it seems biohacking to me is and i like the concept of it let's optimize my performance let's optimize my skin let's optimize my gut health let's optimize my brain function my productivity and work and, and play and all these things 
awesome. Love the concept. But I find that at least maybe it's the quote-unquote internet famous people that are doing these things look to substances to fix their fucking issues, which is America's issue number one to begin with. uh, There are not a lot of actual shortcuts. No, there's none. Fuck you. There are very few. Like, like. Maps are the only place you usually find shortcuts. And even still, it's and hard. Still, there's going to be yeah. traffic or there's going to be an issue yeah. there. Yeah. You don't really know what you're going to face when you take a shortcut. Yeah. Sometimes it's great and sometimes it's, it's really not. Yeah. Well, and if you just have so many issues and you want to be the best human, like a little bit of self awareness, yeah. a little bit of think before you talk, a little bit of think before you act, yeah. and matching up how you walk with how you talk with how you yeah. think will we'll take you a real far away yeah. in this world. And people are looking to different powders from fucking China to fix their issues. It pisses me off. Just become a better human and that's the only time i hear about bi- gut flora oh is with for, these from pills the, from the and these yeah. fucking things and like yeah. like there is obviously it's probiotics prebiotics all that stuff yeah eat the yogurt and then yeah. chug your cinnamon and then snort some curcumin and and, 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 and the, burn sage and downward dog and you fix your aura and yeah get a uh Enema with kombucha or something yeah yeah know? yeah and look i like kombucha. i just made that up yeah but, you know. <laughs> somebody's done it <laughs> i like kombucha yeah, I eat a, a lot of Greek yogurt. It's one of my main protein sources. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm all for these things. I'm yeah. not against these things, but I'm, I'm against the people that often promote them, and they 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 call it you know self improvement and grind and hustle and all this bullshit. Rather than there's bigger picture things, you could just be a good person. Yeah, but that's why we obviously are going to a doctor, and we're not going to a guru to, right, to talk exactly. about gut flora today. We're, we're going to talk to somebody who actually has um, a background in studying this stuff, yeah. and is, you know, skeptical. Yeah, that's going the other thing skeptical. I've heard, uh, because everyone rips on me for drinking diet soda, uh, or energy drinks, and that's the other thing I've heard of f- uh, f- fake sugar, uh, artificial sugar, or sweeteners, is that it can mess with some of that impacts some of that negatively. Which yeah, I think that um, the only thing I know is that there's some relationship between particular kinds of bacteria and drinking a lot of diet soda. But there's, I don't think that there's any proof that that particular type of bacteria is uh, more or less of a problem for people. Sure. Um, I think that maybe the, you know, the caffeine probably maybe is, yeah, I've heard that can too. be more of a gut problem for yeah. some people and that's just that's very individual as well right i don't know yeah i wonder how much of that and i hopefully we'll find out too is like genetic opposed to like we or do you think we know uh <laughs> that what you eat obviously changes some of that so you eat a bunch of broccoli your gut obviously builds enzymes in florida yeah to digest that hopefully more optimally or make your skin better or whatever it might be that that has these yeah. effects in your body or how much is it that some people do think like oh i'm of italian descent i need to eat salmon for my <laughs> gut flora like maybe yeah. there's some of that there could be some of that but i don't know i don't know either i don't know the i think that one of the studies that that he was involved with had to do with the uh, gut microbiome of of skinny people versus the gut microbiome oh, of yeah. overweight people. So he's going to give me another excuse of why I'm fat. Exactly. <laughs> Pro- probably, yeah. yeah. And and I'm sure that might have to do even with um, uh, cravings, hunger. I'm, I'm yeah, sure is that where involved. cravings come from? Are, are are the bacteria in your gut um, yeah, sugar. secreting something that, that makes you... You know, For go sure. stick your face or, in a whole tub of sugar, or or those fucking oh my god, uh, Reese's peanut butter lovers cups. Have you had those no, yet? No, no, oh no. shit, yeah, son. I believe it. Oh my god, so good. The whole top is peanut butter. But like those people, <laughs> and you and I aren't that, and Connor's not that. But there are some people in this world that have a bite of that, and like, oh, that was so good, but too much. 
Yeah, my wife is one of those. People. Yeah, d- if, yeah. If it's and too your sweet, life, she your wife is it. a little lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that pisses me off. <laughs> I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, she's not. That's she's, too much. Too much what? Uh, not enough. She's never struggled with being overweight. She's yeah. only struggled with being underweight. Yeah. And she has too much of a reaction to sweet stuff. Yeah. And I think that that's been proven to be a genetic thing. Yeah. Where some people just have a, have a gene that makes them more likely to be overwhelmed by sweet flavors or salty flavors or whatever, whatever, whatever. Because there's a million like um, theories on fat people versus skinny people and obviously people just try to categorize and black and white right. things. Of a lot of my habits of, of being who I am as a human, I should be the skinniest guy on the planet. Like tweaking out, like legs moving. You know, they yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot of those, but I'm also for sure the guy... That will never leave food on my plate, never leave food on your plate, and have never once said, I'm full, or that's too much, or I don't like a lot of that. My problem is I'm just, I am a, a prodigious and dedicated eater. I can fucking yeah. eat anything yeah. and and just not stop. And I can, like, <laughs> remember back in the day when we, we uh, sat down to eat pizza with Furious Pete? Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't get there on time, so I didn't really want to get into it, but, like, I don't, I couldn't have... Out eating him for time, no, but, but I feel like I could yeah, have out eaten him for hours? distance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or kept up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, if there's a full pizza in front of me, I'm going to eat the full pizza. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. the serving size of a pizza is one. Yeah, I don't have a shut off valve. Yeah, and maybe, maybe my butt gut biome. I almost said butt biome, which may also <laughs> that's a thing as well. I'm but sure it is. Yeah. I don't know if mine's healthy at either spot. I might need a kombucha <laughs> cleanse for both. But we're going to try to get down to the facts of uh, how we can help your gut. Right after these words about The Great Courses Plus. The counting really freaked Omar out that one time. Yeah. I, uh, he's a music guy. He's like, metronome. <laughs> he's a music guy? Yeah, he loves... Uh, I think he... I've never heard him play, but I think he plays piano more than he does fitness. Like, he practices all what? the time. Yeah. But I've never heard him. What the, f- what the hell? That's why he's, like, so into, like, jazz and this and that. Oh, we're talking to, We're talking about Omar. Esau, Mr. Esau. Our, our, our good friend. Talk about a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> this is a guy who knows. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you got to have game to talk to, yeah. to Omar yeah. about things that Omar's into because he just his knowledge base is so deep. It really is. It's broad um, and really deep. Some nerd things, comic books, etc. Some ancient history, mythology stuff, all the way to freaking jazz and stuff. He's next level. I don't ever argue with him because I'm sure he's just read more than I have, and I'm like, all right, you can have that one, buddy. Now, technology is not his strong suit. It's okay, so considering he lives, works on the internet. A course in the Great Courses Plus about the technologies, they, that would be a good choice for Omar. Yeah, it always helps. And so we've teamed up with the Great Courses Plus, which is a service that allows you to learn about any topic, allows you to beat Omar in an argument or your mother. I probably argue most with my mom. Uh <laughs> But I'm really good at picking my arguments, at least. It's what I already know. But to broaden your horizons, um, The Great Courses Plus has thousands of online courses, and they literally teach you from the best professors around the world, um, super consumable, small 30-minute bite-sized pieces on any topic um, from human personality, the psychology of performance, um, travel, photography, business. Um, And today on our episode, we're talking about the gut and the microbiome um, and these critters that are living inside of us somehow. And all over us. Yeah, yeah, literally everywhere. Uh, And they have courses on that as well. 
Yeah, actually, there are three lectures relative to the microbiome, and I actually checked those out after we had uh, Dr. Jimmy Bagley on because this is one of those things I'm just really, really interested in. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of our ills as humans get solved by tweaking our, our gut microbiome. Uh, we should talk about the fact that you don't have to sit in front of the TV to check out these courses. You can listen via the app or, or watch on your phone or, or a tablet of your choice. Uh, it's just a really powerful way to educate yourself about a lot of things that, you know, you would spend a lot of time trying to look up uh, this information in order to consume it. And this way you can just jump in there. It's a free month. Like how how, how can you go wrong with a free month of a huge collection of courses that you can educate yourself so you can argue with Omar or your your equivalent Omar friend. If you want to broaden your knowledge uh, a little bit deeper, um, your thinking on different topics, whatever you enjoy, whatever you want to learn about. As Jim said, we have a free month. Uh, we teamed up with The Great Courses Plus that you can get right now. All you have to do is sign up. Check it out today, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash facts. That's the great coursesplus.com slash F-A-C-T-S and you get a free month right now. You never know when that conversation is going to come up where you, you wish that you could uh, you could demonstrate your knowledge to a friend who happens to be um, deeply versed in some particular topic. You can go right now. Don't wait. Get your free month at thegreatcoursesplus.com slash facts. So our question is this, what impact does your gut microbiome have on your general health, your longevity, your fitness, and can you affect that? So those are great questions, and long answer is it does affect your fitness and your health and everything, and we also don't have really know exactly how, though. So basically, you know, for the last decade, since 2012, um, about 2012, that's when the Human Microbiome Project started going underway. Uh -huh. So it's a huge multi-collaborative study where basically they're looking at how the gut bacteria, like you're saying, gut microbiome affects all aspects of human health. And just this last week, some papers came out that connected the gut microbiome activity with diabetes, with dementia and Alzheimer's, with preterm births maybe even with cancer. Jeez. So we know that the bacteria, yeah, that lives inside you affects all this. Plus, think about this. Inside your gut, you've got about five plus trillion bacteria cells that weigh four or five pounds. Jeez. So you're carrying around a lot of these things, which means that they have to do something, right? They've got to be there for a purpose. The other you know, the part of your question is we don't exactly know how they interact with the body still, and we don't know to what extent you can change them. We know that you're born with a certain bacteria composition. If you live with people, you're going to get the similar bacteria as they do. If you shower in the same locker room, you're going to get the same bacteria as they do. So, you know, when your family was growing up and you're sharing a cup and you say, oh, we all have the same germs, that's actually true. Like, <laughs> so you do have the same germs as your family, technically. And most bacteria you have on you is, is harmless and, in fact, probably helps, helps with things. Uh-huh. Um, so what our, our research has really been focusing on is specifically the bacteria composition inside your gut and, again, how that affects fitness. And we were, our, our study we published last year looked at cardiovascular fitness. So we haven't done anything with resistance training yet. That's coming out soon, and there hasn't been too much on it. But at least with people that are cardiovascularly fit, 
So, you know, your endurance athletes and even people that just recreationally run half marathons and stuff, they're going to have a specific bacteria that is associated with fitness, which, you know, there's hundreds of species of bacteria in your gut, thousands probably. We looked at two specific phylums, which are the Firmicutes and Bacteroidetes, probably butchering those names. I'm not a bacteriologist, I'm a human researcher, but... Um, <laughs> We call it the F to B ratio, so that's a lot easier to understand. Also, people say things like the uh, alpha diversity. These things are good. You want a high F to B ratio and a high alpha diversity. Basically, means you have a more diverse microbiome. So, I guess the next part of your the first part of your question is, yeah, that does affect um, your fitness. The next part is we don't know what comes first. Does a high fit person just happen to have these bacteria, and that's why they're so fit, mm-hmm. or as they exercise, did that change the composition, which again, kind of snowballs and keeps getting them better and better. So currently we are doing some studies and other labs are where we're, you know, the only way to figure this out is to sample somebody's gut microbiome, which comes from a stool sample, painless, right? Everybody's got to go to the bathroom sometimes. So we take a small bit of that and we sequence the DNA and we find all the bacteria species that live in there and how much there are. And then we're going to have people exercise train for four to six weeks, sample again, and see if anything changed. Hopefully everything else is consistent. So we do know that diet can change it. If you start eating a ton of, you know, yogurt or some kind of probiotic food, that's going to change your bacteria. But nobody really knows if exercise directly changes it. I mean, there's been some studies, but nothing really well controlled. So you're going to be holding their so, their yeah. diets pretty constant through that? Yeah. So the way we're going to do that is an internal control. Basically, we'll have a whole group of people do live their normal lives, um, activities of daily living, track their diet, nutrition for four weeks. Now we're going to have them do that exact same thing, eat you know the same composition of macros, um, you know, same uh, micronutrients. We're not going to hold their hand per se, but we're going to monitor everything. And then we're going to have them train four days a week, aerobically train for one study and resistance train for another study, and then see if that changes it afterwards. So, you know, this is kind of like exploratory still. So people saying, what, well, what's your hypothesis? What do you think is going to happen? And we know that there are What's, what's that? I was thinking, what does your gut tell you is what I was going to say. It's a terrible, yeah, exactly. terrible dad joke. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. So what does your gut tell you? <laughs> uh, basically, I think that there, you know, not just me, a lot of people think that there's a specific type of bacteria in your gut that produces something called butyrate. It's a small molecule. And that butyrate potentially protects the lining of your gut. When we're talking like small intestines, large intestines, all that, you know, that's where you... That's basically where you're absorbing most of your nutrients. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you have quote-unquote leaky gut syndrome, which is a real thing that people have, and it basically is, means that that gut lining is not as strong as it could be. And some of these bacteria start to leak into your bloodstream and start producing these toxins called endotoxins. Those induce something like chronic inflammation. You start feeling crappy. So this is not good. Um, so we think that some of this, you know, quote, good bacteria high F to B ratio, high alpha diversity, butyrate producers can actually protect the lining of your gut and potentially stop that leaky gut, stopping chronic inflammation, making sure everything works good. So that's kind of our hypothesis. We're expecting that after somebody endurance trains or resistance trains, hopefully that we'll see more butyrate producers and a more diverse microbiome. 
you mentioned um, like family or people you shower with. You mentioned yogurt and different foods of that nature. Are there other factors um, that we're aware of or maybe that you hypothesize that do affect uh, your gut biome? Um, maybe like the temperature you live in or something of that nature? I'll bet you temperature does. Um, I don't know if there's been a study on that. I know other things in your diet like um, alcohol, caffeine, uh the amount of fiber that you're eating, those kinds of things can affect it. Uh, I'm kind of under the opinion, again, this is, I'm a human physiology researcher and I'm, I just got into this about a year and a half ago, kind of like everybody. It's, it's a real hot topic. We know it does something It's kind mm-hmm. of open field, but I think pretty much everything you do is going to affect your gut microbiome in some aspect. You know, if you uh, go for a hot run, like today, you know, where I live, it's super hot today. It's 90 plus degrees. Yeah, it's probably hotter there for sure. So I'm used to running in, you know, 60, 70 degree weather early morning. If I go running for a couple of days and it's 90, 100 degrees, guaranteed your gut microbiome is going to feel that um, and it's going to change. You know, does it make it better or worse? I don't think people know yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Is butyrate the thing that uh, you were talking about it being protective of the gut? Is that the thing that that is from the breakdown of like like vegetables, veg, vegetation as opposed to meat? Or I remember having heard something about the fact that somebody, if they went like basically straight carnivore, their body would not be producing um, that gut protective um, uh, reaction. Mm. So that's not uh, exactly my area of expertise. I would say, you know, just kind of off the top of my head, I'm not sure exactly which bacteria, I know which bacteria produce it, but I'm not exactly sure if they're the kind that are eating carbs or eating fats or eating proteins. Because you think about it, when you eat something, like that's got to get broken down even further. It gets broken down, bacteria start to eat it, and then they basically excrete butyrate as their byproduct, Mm -hmm. just like you're breathing out CO2 as a byproduct. Right. Um, and, you know, I know that at least in the endurance athletes that we're starting to look at, they've got a lot of butyrate producers. They also have a lot of bacteria that break down carbohydrates. Mm. So that's what you're saying is probably true since, you know, vegetables and stuff do have fiber and other types of carbohydrates in there. That could be possible. But, yeah, I don't know. Like All this stuff that we're talking about, I think it's super interesting. I want to get some group of people on the carnivore diet, a group of people on vegan diets, a group of people on something else, and just sample them. I don't think even that study's been done, you know, just to see what their bi- microbiome looks against each other. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Somebody should get on that. It is such a hot topic. Did you work with um, uh, Andy Galpin on this, I think? Yes. Yeah, so the study that we published last year, we did here just at SF State, and we have since partnered up with uh, Dr. Andy Galpin. So I know him from uh, college. We went to Ph.D. school together. Yeah. He was uh, he was a third year when I was a first year, so we overlapped a little bit, and uh, we've been collaborating ever since. But we're doing the resistance training study together. Okay, cool. So, cool. yeah, without throwing out too many details, we're basically going to have people train, um, you know, again, over – six plus weeks resistance training, all well controlled, try to keep their diet the same and look and see what happens. We're going to try to sample as often as possible. The problem is, you know, it'd be great to get a microbiome sample every day for two months. Yeah. That's a lot of data and yeah. that's a lot of work. So we'll probably go too. with every week. Yeah. It's a lot of poop to sift through. Uh, luckily you collect it yourself and close it up. And then, uh, you know, we only have to deal with it when processing it, but it's usually frozen. So uh, okay. frozen poop doesn't smell that bad, by the way. Well, there you go. <laughs> In case anybody is wondering. <laughs> Note of the day. <laughs> so an- Antarctica outhouse is not going to smell bad is what you're saying. 
No, you'll be great. It'll be smell way better than like a Louisiana outhouse or something that's real hot. <laughs> Louisiana outhouse sounds like a, a cover band. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a, a really a bad restaurant. Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what's the uh, you know what do you think? Where do you see some of this going? I mean, it makes sense that it's still so new and and the information might not be out there. But like you said, you don't know kind of chicken before the egg situation with um, resistance training or 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 cardiovascular training, do you think, um, you know, diet or supplements or something may potentially be able to help the biome that helps your cardiovascular down the road if it is, in fact, um, a way to manipulate the, the biome without resistance training? Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I think, you know, you're kind of going for that holy grail. Everybody yeah, wants to yeah, yeah, exercise yeah. without <laughs> doing it, right? Yeah. You know, like, I want to take that exercise pill. <laughs> People are working on this, and, you know, as an exercise physiologist, I'll never say never as a scientist, but this is almost one thing where I don't think you can completely mimic exercise because think about it, it's going to affect you socially, psychologically, microbiome, all this. But I do think you can take bits and pieces of it. Like maybe we can make your heart healthier by giving you a certain pill, or maybe we can change your microbiome by giving you um, either a probiotic, which people are doing right now, or actually take the bacteria from somebody and implanting it into you. Like that's probably where we're going, finding out which bacteria you need mm. and implanting that like a suppository or something like that. Like um, a fecal transplant fe- kind of deal. Exactly. Like a fecal transplant, which is probably not actually as gross as it sounds. It's probably more like putting a pill in there that dissolves. Yeah. It sounds real yeah, bad. It gets to where it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. It sounds gross, but they did that. There's a lot of studies in animals where they took healthy animals, um, mice, and then they implanted them with uh, the gut bacteria of an obese mouse. And they got obese. They implanted it with the gut bacteria of another fit mouse, and they got fit. So without changing their diet or anything. Wow, it feels so, like there's going to be yeah. ads for like you know uh, skinny fit person like bacteria on the back of uh, Rolling Stone or something like that sometime soon. I know it's going to be all over the billboards, right? <laughs> yeah, it'll have some really hot person say, "Take my gut microbiome." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So if not knowing what the actual relationship is, would there be any sort of takeaway advice for someone who is uh, trying to to cultivate a healthy gut microbiome? Yeah, I think, you know, I was funny thing. I was just reading a book, you know, Kellogg's cereal, right? Kellogg's Frost Plate yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff that came from a family in the late 1800s, John Kellogg. He was a physician. This guy had a lot of wacky ideas, crazy ideas uh, that are not true. But some of the stuff that he did did think was he always thought that the gut was the regulator of your whole body, which actually might be true. That's why he invented, you know, cereal that will help digestion, has fiber Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I think if people pay attention to your gut, if it's not feeling well, if you're not feeling well, then something's probably wrong. You know, you can think about taking things like probiotics, make sure you're getting enough fiber, um, there's lots of fiber supplements you can take, but pay attention to that. Uh, cause I think it's the often, you know, forgotten, or we just don't want to talk about it cause it's gross kind of thing. So everybody talks about get enough water, get enough exercise, eat right. But they don't really talk about, you know, how's your poop today kind of thing. <laughs> like make sure that you're regular. And if something's not regular for a long time, then, you know, get it checked out. Just so, an- yeah, that's what I would say until now. Um, you know, people haven't really thought about the, actual bacteria being a part of it but 100 years ago they knew that your gut was important uh-huh well, just as an aside um do we have any idea whether the gut microbiome 
has any impact on things like cravings. Like if you have a higher degree of, of ones that process carbs, are you going to crave more carbs or, I mean, not, not, you know, that's a great question. And we could actually do some kind of correlative studies, I guess, because you produce these hormones called, like leptin and other hormones that like help your, um, help you feel satisfied and full and everything like that. I have no idea if the gut bacteria aids with that, but I would bet that it does in some way. Um, so, yeah, that's a good question. So many good that, questions, and I don't have any answers. Yeah, well, I have I, some answers. <laughs> nobody else does either. You've, you've, you've answered more than um, I think that most people realize is even available. So uh, we, sh- we should all be comfortable with that. Uh, where can people yeah, find you? Yeah, I would say oh, go on. Um, if you can find me online, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, at Dr. Jimmy Bagley, and at Muscle Fizz Lab. Um, that's our lab uh handle and we also we post a lot of research on our gut microbiome stuff if you're really interested in reading heavily into this you can just google human microbiome project okay. we're not a part of that right now but that's an nih funded study that's the biggest one in the world right now and that's where all the you know heavy research is coming out of great i, I cut you off were you what were you going to say i was going to i was actually going to just mention that the gut microbiome okay. project um yeah that's they just came out with a huge slew of studies like a week ago. I haven't even read through all of them yet, but uh, it's good stuff. Awesome. Let people know where they can find you. So you can find me uh, on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at, at Dr. Jimmy Bagley, or our lab website is at Muscle Fizz Lab. Um, yeah, and we're also at the Department of Kinesiology at San Francisco State University. So if you just Google that, you'll find all of our current research and programs and what we got going on. You guys can find me at uh, Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter. I'm at DJ McDee on all the social medias. The show is 50% facts, where percent is a word. And we'll see you next week.